Good morning, everybody. It's Monday. Usually I do these on Sunday and release them, but yesterday was a uh, busy day, so to speak, even though we're all down on semi-quarantine, self-distancing, or whatever else to do with this uh, coronavirus. Um, Grand Prairie's number is still the same. We're still only at two, as far as I know. And those two actually probably healed up. So we might actually be at zero. I don't know. Have you checked? Jessica's here oh, with us. Hello, everybody. Um, Did you check? I haven't checked. I heard that it was four. Oh, well, maybe it's four. But um, they probably are isolated away from everyone. Yeah. If, if there hasn't been any more, then they're probably good. So It's pretty easy to isolate up here. Um like, other than, you know, yeah, the grocery stores, but everything else is closed. So, you know, you, if you want to get out, it's easy here. You just drive 10 minutes into the bush and you can do whatever you want. There's nobody anywhere. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's a pretty easy situation. So, um, today's podcast is actually about a World War II vet, my grandpa, um, who passed away last week. He was 96, so we're going to talk a bit about him today. I brought uh, I brought Jessica on today, um, and they are practicing your typical um, prevent any viruses from coming over to Dad's house. So, needless to say, everybody is uh, is pretty good at it. We're still distanced apart here, but but um, we're. Uh, we're usually pretty conscious about what's going on. So, um, my grandfather and I, six, uh, passed away last week. I'm sorry, I don't remember what day it was. Thursday. Thursday. Um, and he was, he passed away in the same wing of Sunnybrook Hospital that my mom passed away in palliative care. Um, my, I believe my aunt Mo was there at the time. Uh, I talked to my grandma the day before. I haven't talked to my grandma since, but we have a lot of family. So, um, I haven't wanted to, to call. She's going to be 90 this year, so I don't want to overburden her. Um, but I'll get a hold of her tomorrow or the next day once everything calms down a little bit. And so a little bit about my grandfather. He was a navigator in the Second World War, and he flew the smaller bomber. Do you remember the name of it? I have no idea. I don't remember either. It wasn't a great big one. It was a smaller one. And I can always remember asking my grandfather. He would say to me that they were the decoy so the big bombers could go further into Germany. And I was just saying... Weren't you scared, like, that you were just getting offered out there as meat? He said, ah, oh, we didn't think about it. We just did as we were told. So that's that's how they did things back then in in, uh, in World War II. Um, there's, a, there's a bunch of funny stories about my grandfather. And, and I, he took me to Timmy Tykes when I was a young kid. Uh, we had four generations golfing with him on the golf course. Um... Came to a lot of ringette games, field hockey games, soccer games, 
hockey games. He did that for forever. He grandpa loved sports, eh? Yeah, up until we moved to Alberta, he was he yeah. came to every game that I had that was in yeah. that area or was at a good time for them to come down and someone oh, yeah. was able to take them. Yeah. Like they came they came to almost all of them in that area. Yeah. Oh yeah. He loved sports. Just loved it. Um, it was nothing to watch 17 different sports games on a Sunday at Krampus House. Oh, yeah. Like, just constant. Play pool. Um, I remember watching everybody, or him and Tyler, or Grandpa and you and stuff like that, all playing. i just sit on the stairs and watch you guys. Oh, yeah, you were pretty tiny then. I know that Grandpa got you involved a couple times. He always got the great-grandkids involved. Um, so, yeah, there is quite a few different uh, uh, generations there. Um, when was the last time you were down to see Grandpa? Um, it would have been the summer of 2017. Okay. Or 2018. Jessica's very quiet. I am very loud. We've only <laughs> got the one microphone figured out. And again, we're trying to we're trying to keep a, a bit of distance, but um, yeah. So that would have been actually yeah it would have been in the summer of 27 or 2018 because i had just graduated oh yeah okay yeah and so he was 94 and how coherent was he at 94 it was like any yeah regular person yeah. talking to them like of course you know they're older so you know they move slower and they do different things, but other than that, it was just having a regular sit down with anyone else. Yeah, like, I just want to mention that Grandpa at ninety four still move quicker than people I see that are thirty five. I'm just throwing that out there. Oh, he never complained once about anything either. I never heard anything from him like, no. oh, this is sore, like this hurts, but no. yeah. Yeah, me neither. So I was lucky. I got down to see them in November. Um, and uh, it was kind of a surprise trip for me um, it wasn't a trip that I had I had kind of planned but I hadn't planned and then it, it worked out that, that I went down I'm really glad that I did um, it's funny how life has a way of throwing you little hints and, and uh, you get things done because that would have been the last time that I saw Grandpa. Now, I was going to go down uh, right last with, week or the yeah. week before, but I couldn't get down because of the flights, and I'm not I'm not going to take that risk. Like, even the – we're going to have – they're going to have a week for Grandpa's at um, his golf course, Whitevale, where Grandpa spent half of his life, um, maybe a little bit more than half. <laughs> uh, but that's probably an event that I won't be able to attend dear to the sheer number of people so unfortunately but i'll go down i'll see grandma i'll see grandma and uh i'll hang out with grandma and stuff like that but um that event it's obviously it's going to be when everything's clear i've had a couple people say well you know with this pen yeah I, I get it it's when it's clear 
and everything is back to normal again. Um, I think, anyway, I'm not going to get into that on Grandpa's podcast. So, um, yeah, so that was, uh, uh, you know, Grandpa also came to see me a couple times when I was in the hospital. Of course, that was a trip for them to get into that hospital, um, you know, down to Toronto General. I mean, it's a pretty easy hospital to get into, but yeah, you know, it's, not when it's you're handicapped. fairly easy to navigate if, you know, you read the signs and stuff like that. But even still, like, you know, take you have to go all the way in, you know, taking the elevator and going up all the stairs and walking around. It It's quite a bit of... You could definitely get your steps in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially with a walker. Yeah. You know, because grandma's on a walker, right? Mm-hmm. So grandma's 90, and she's badass. Grandma. Like, she's still at the house. Grandpa was at the house. Now, I know that grandpa was having some issues, but I'm not going to get into that one. Whenever I saw grandpa, um, I thought he was doing friggin' great. You know, I mean, taking into account, you know, I mean, the guy had, uh, he had prostate cancer for how many years? Yeah. You know, and um, he had, uh, I don't know, a bit of old timers too. Um, well, like you get to a certain age and those things are just, Yeah. It, it's just what happens. You can't really avoid, you know, some of the things are going to happen. You're going to have... You know, worse memory, and you're gonna be tired and stuff like yeah. that. There's, there's nothing really you can do about it. It's just how, the, like he handled it really, really well. Yeah. It's just how, that happened to be. Yeah, that's for sure. Now, I, I want to throw this out there too. They had a lot of help, so they, they did have caretakers come in. I don't know what you call them, at home care. I, I, I don't know, nurses. Um, and they had. Uh, my Aunt Anne, my Uncle Bob, and my Aunt Mo were there regularly. Um, I know Aunt Anne, let's say, is, um, say, say she's a 10-minute drive. Maybe it's only a five-minute drive. And I know that there was times when she'd go over there at 2 o'clock in the morning but, um, and, and help because there would be an emergency or whatever. But Anne's kind of cut from a bit of a different cloth. When it comes to stuff like that, she's a bit of a, I don't know. It's, it's almost like the, the only thing she doesn't have when she, on earth is her wings, really. Um, she's a angel in disguise, especially after, you know, what she did for me and my transplant. And, and uh, you know, you never heard any... Like, a little bit, I get it, but never anything too serious when it came to frustration from anybody about dealing with them and stuff like that. So, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good group. It's a pretty good core, um, you know, to, to have that type of of backing. Um, which, well, I th- yeah. some yeah. some cases, is absent these days. Yeah, well, to have a support system like that, especially when you're in a time of need, like mm-hmm. when you were in the hospital and we needed a place to stay, mm-hmm. it was always, you guys can stay here whenever you need to and mm-hmm. everything like that. I stayed there for two weeks after the transplant for biopsy and everything else because it wasn't allowed to leave Toronto. I basically just sat on that chair downstairs. Well, but I was able to go up and down the stairs too. I was pretty lucky. I was pretty lucky. 
I was more pretty lucky. But we're talking with Grandpa, not about me. So, um, now Grandpa would also go to all of Janine's games, Allison's games. Um, I'm pretty sure she went to Kelly's. He went to Kelly's rugby games. I don't know that Sarah did any sports. Did she? I'm not actually sure. I don't know. Uh, she probably did something. An activity. Yeah, maybe. Hey? I don't remember. Sorry. But I had a lot of memories erased, so it is what it is. Um, and then I know that Kaylee got over to see Grandpa a couple weeks ago. And uh, Kaylee, um, she's, she's a special breed, eh? Like, it's with... She just she just walks in a room, and the room just the whole the whole aura of the room changes. Yeah, everything's just a hundred times better. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy how how um, how that woman can change uh, the outlook on a room. So she took Grandpa down to the Irish Singers, and Grandpa, I guess, was singing along. Mm-hmm. And of course, Kaylee would have been singing along. You know, she's like, she has a beautiful voice. Oh, yeah. You remember singing at Mamaw's funeral? Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing voice. I didn't know that about her. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's the first time I actually remember the fact that she has that voice. I never heard her ever, like, other than that instance, other than just, like, having fun. I've never really heard her, like, you know, yeah, like seriously play, sing yeah, a song. Or yeah. like play her guitar and everything like that. Yeah. I don't remember either, but that that's not to say that she didn't do it. That's just to say that after everything that my body went through, that, that those are probably just memories that have been erased, which is too bad because they'd be good memories to keep. Yeah, too bad you didn't have like a little filing cabinet in your brain that you could store stuff so I didn't get lost. That's coming. Elon Musk. <laughs> Yeah. He's he's going to start that. They're going to put a little chip in your brain and then you're going to be able to remember everything. <laughs> That's when uh, artificial intelligence is taking over. Ask Joe Rogan. <laughs> He'll tell you. Yeah. You know, that... Uh, well, Elon Musk was supposed to release something, I think a couple months ago, about artificial intelligence or something where oh. your mind... Interface with your phone. I, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I don't. I don't even. Yeah. I don't remember what he was talking about, but <laughs> it sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Really, right? That would be cool. Um. So, yeah, Grandpa lived in his house until about two or three weeks before he he made the next step in his journey. Um. Now, I love seeing my grandpa, and I'm sad that he's gone. Um, but I, I do want to say that that man lived an incredible life. You know, he, we've, I've gotten a lot of stories from him um, when we'd be sitting around and talking, and one of my hard drives had 
a bunch of conversations I had with them and I can't get them off the hard drive. So I'm going to see if I know somebody who can, who can pull them off the hard drive. I had some interviews with him about the war and stuff, but, um, Oh, okay. Yeah. Remember I got those pictures with him with all his medals. Oh yeah. I know. I saw that. Yeah. And, uh, I wish I had been able to have more discussions with him about things like that. Like been able to know a little bit more about his life, yeah, and things like that. I, I like. By the time I was actually old enough to have a conversation like that, we moved away. But there's definitely something that, you know, at least I get to hear it from other people. Yeah, but yeah. Well, the, the one visit we were there, you listen to some of those stories. Maybe you don't remember, but but there's a couple times when I'd get him telling stories when you'd be around. Lily was really young at the time, so not so much with Lily, but with you. You may not remember, but um, like his uncle or dad was involved in pro soccer in Ireland somehow as a trainer. You were there for that story. Oh, okay. I was hoping your memory would kick in on that one because I've, I've only got bleak details of what was going on there. I don't remember that at all. No? No. Huh. Well, that's crazy. Hey, you know, 96 years old. That's a... That's a good... That's a that's a go. Um, you know, I, I might tell another funny thing here. The four of us, um, Grandpa, Uncle Bob, myself, and Tyler, were out golfing at Whiteville. And I this one I had stage four. Congestive heart failure. Mm -hmm. And Grandpa and I were in the same cart for a bit. So Grandpa said to me, <laughs> I hit left on one of the holes and I got into the trees. And anyway, I would just power the ball out of the trees. So Grandpa was giving me the gears and saying, you know, yeah, who needs the fairway when you're mad? You just hit them out of the trees anyway, like they weren't even there. So as we're going down the course, he's giving me the gears on this, Jessica. Yeah. We get up to one of the holes, and um, I actually had to pick my ball up. I went into a couple sand traps, and coming out of the sand traps, I completely ran out of gas. We were probably on hole, like say six, 15, 16, 17, or something like that, and I was I was out of gas. I had no energy left whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, and Grandpa comes up to the green. And aims, like I'm not even kidding, he aims 20 feet to the right of the pin. I'm not even close to kidding. The ball travels all the way around the back of the green, follows the line, and goes into the cup. Now, I'm just throwing this out there. I always used to say, when you go up with golf with Grandpa, he cheats. Okay? Yeah. So I looked at Tyler. <laughs> I looked at Uncle Bob. And I said, you got a lot of nerve complaining about me hitting out of the trees. Right? Because Grandpa at this point, he's laughing pretty good because there's already been a couple comments. And my Grandpa had a real funny laugh. You know, he'd be nah, 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 type of laugh. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, and I said, 
Now, if that's not cheating, I don't know what is, as this ball was completely round. You have to ask Tyler about it. It was amazing. And we're like, yeah, okay, this course is rigged. Or he'd pick his ball up to protect his handicap. Be a nice thing. Oh, yeah, well, you're not even counting all your strokes. Well, it's my handicap. Oh. So, anyway. What a guy. Yeah. So, and I, I know. I, I never played with a handicap because I never, I couldn't concentrate long enough to, to calculate what my handicap was. So, <laughs> yeah. It was a high handicap. It didn't matter to me. I just played the game. I don't even know what that is. Um, it gives you a certain amount of strokes on certain holes to level you up with, say, a pro player. Oh. Uh, uh, so it's uh, it's it's cheating. <laughs> you know, it's a bunch of whiny, you know, old Scots <laughs> on the on the uh, golf course complaining. Oh, look at that guy! He's he's doing better than me, isn't he? And then all of a sudden, you're like, okay, listen, we'll give you a handicap then. You're whiny. No good for nothing. So that's the handicap. So they, I mean, Grandpa was in men's league and yeah. weekend league and yeah. and uh, they flew the flags at half mast at Whiteville. Yeah, yeah. And the vets came by because I think that part of Sunnybrook that he was in, mm-hmm. that's a vet wing. Oh, okay. But of course, he's one of the last few, right? There's not a lot of vets left from World War Two. No, they were actually saying that they're. In certain areas of the world, they're like, oh, this is like the last one from this war. And like, yeah. You know, the last man or woman from yeah, World War this II. time. Or it's this, crazy, right? Yeah. Or sometimes, too, like um, certain areas that they were in. So, like, I'm not exactly sure how it works. Let's say, you know, you're, you're medics and... You know, people who fly the planes and people who do other yeah. things will be like, "This was the like this last person passed away," and they'll yeah. have like an article. I read them all the time, and like I, I never pay, uh, or never remember them. Remember them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know they they come up. I've got a bunch of stuff like that on on my Facebook. I've got um, um, veterans, and I've got a bunch of, of pages like war vet pages, you mm-hmm. know, um, yeah. and. Uh, um, some out of the state, some out of Canada, and uh, that helps me keep in touch with, you know, what the vets are, are doing. So, I I always, you know, I'll read the articles if they post them and stuff like that. But I have a, I have a, such a hard time following the actual pages because sometimes they'll post stuff and it makes me so sad. And then I'm just yeah like, for the rest of the day I'm just that's all I can think about. So I have to sometimes watch. What I read, they'll be like, oh, this person, you know, in this situation had this outcome and then and just ruined for the rest of the day. Yeah. Well, and, like, it hurts me, hurts my heart so bad to know that somebody went through something, you know, so terrible. And then, you know, yeah, it just, it weighs on your mind sometimes. It does weigh on your mind. Which, it's important for us to remember that, what those men and women yeah. went through. Like... And it was men and women. Yeah. So when you look at, you know, in all colors and all races, all fighting for the same, you know, reason. And 
you know, that's why they say, you know, lest, lest we forget because as these old guys um, move on, uh, in my opinion, you know, I don't have any doubt that, that Grandpa went to heaven. Um, that uh, That's just my belief. So if you don't believe that, it's fine. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, and luckily, because of them, we live in a country that's free enough where you can have that discussion, whether you can believe in religion or not believe in religion and not get struck for it. Yeah. Like they still do in some countries <laughs> to this day. Anyway, and that's what they fought for. And I think it's important that we don't forget that. So when, yeah. when one of these guys passes away like that. It's almost a reminder to say, hey, you know, this person, you know, did all these really amazing things so that mm -hmm. way you can have all the advantages of your, in your mm -hmm. life that you have right now. Mm -hmm. And freedom. Freedom. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. For the most part, you know, yeah. you, you go to school, you can go to the grocery store, you don't have to worry. Women can go and walk on the street by themselves and they don't need to have, you know, permission or anything like that. And, yeah. you know, men go into the workforce and they're not, you know, worried about anything and they can, you know, people can live their lives. I think a lot of the really good things that we have, people forget about sometimes, especially, you know, when things get a little bit tough, people forget that, you know... Someone, someone, you know, committed their whole life to the fact that you can you can do those things, and I I don't think there's enough attention paid to it really. But that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> I mean, the way you know the way I feel about that is is uh, the way that I feel that we treat our vets and the lack of recognition for their sacrifices, both those that lived, those that died, injured, and well, the lack of respect for our vets now by the government is atrocious and disgusting. But that's not what this podcast is about. I could go on for two hours oh, yeah. about how I, you know, these men and women, they come back with this PTSD. Imagine, back then, they didn't know what PTSD was. Well, no, it wasn't. It was just, oh, you're, like, you're fine. Just get over it. Mm -hmm. You know, walk it off kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, imagine that. And, like, think about what, think about what some of those men and women went through in the trenches. Or can you imagine being, um, like, for instance, imagine being a triage nurse and seeing... 10 or 15 people lined up in a row mm -hmm. and knowing full and well that you couldn't save any of them. Yeah, and you just had to try your best to just make them... Yeah, comfortable. Yeah. And that's where Grandpa said, well, I don't know, they told us to do it, so we did it. That was his answer to me when I said to him, mm -hmm. weren't you scared flying that plane? Well, we didn't have a choice, we just did it. That's I, what we were told to do. Imagine that. I think, too, though, that the mindset was like... You do this thing and you're a hero. You're going to save so many people. And it was, I think it was a lot more, you know, you're very respected if you were to make this commitment and stuff like that. And you, you know, like you're fighting this for people's freedom, for your freedom. And you're, you know, you're making this life commitment. Mm -hmm. And that's a heroic act. And they, mm -hmm. I think that they really... 
Yeah, real evil. They're fighting real evil. Mm-hmm. Not the pretend evil that we have in no. some cases in today's society. Yeah. But again, let's not let's not dive too deep into that. Oh subject. well, no, it's not. It's not even that. But just to know that, um, like, to have a family member that went through things yeah. like that and made that commitment and yeah, you know, risked their life in order to do something like yeah. that. It really yeah. and expected nothing. Nothing, nothing in, in return. return. Just did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. So. Um, I was very, very proud of Grandpa and um, very proud of him right to the very end. Very, very happy that I got the opportunity to see uh, Grandma and Grandpa in November. October and November I went. And, um, uh, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a great visit for me to see them. And it was very rushed. But I was able to still sit down, relax, and enjoy my time with Grandma and Grandpa. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to do that. So, um, Sitting down with Grandma and Grandpa is like one of the most like relaxed things you could possibly yeah. do. Because they're both just like yeah. very calm. And they'll, they'll have a conversation with you and stuff like that. But then once they're done asking questions, it's just time to yeah. sit, hang out. Like yeah. when, go and have, um, when I visited... A few summers ago, um, me and Auntie Anne went over and we made them supper and we, you know, sat down and had dinner together. And, nice, nice. And we got to just chillax for a bit and yeah, had some treats afterwards too. And it was just a nice. I might have seen them twice. We had to go do some, run a couple small errands for them, but yeah, it was. It really makes your whole trip worth it when mm-hmm. you're able to just spend really good quality time with your family mm-hmm. yeah yeah and they're more along my speed you know mm-hmm. like just just enjoying life everybody else is in a rat race yeah. on a freaking dead end road going nowhere you know worried about the and and hey i'm not judging anybody but worried about this and worried about that and and pissed off about this and pissed off about that and this is hard and this and then you get a chance especially for you know for me mm-hmm. um i enjoy when i call grandma and i talk to grandma and i try and do it regularly but with the time change i always i always screwed up but it's always just a pleasant conversation there's no stress there's no um you know, type of thing. And, and there's a lot of, well, how to say this politely, but there's a whole bunch of pent up anger out there over nothing, in my opinion. And I enjoyed that. I enjoyed sitting down, like you just said, relaxing and just enjoying life. And moving at our speed, you know, like when grandma would say to me, well, it's going to take us a while to get there. Oh, I could care less. Yeah, no, that's fine. You know, I know there's <laughs> lots of other people out there that, that have to get, you know, this and this and this done. And some days, hey, some days I'm like that. But but um, not every day. You yeah, know. even I got to go to, they had actually rented out um, like an Airbnb, um, a whole big house. It had like 
85 bedrooms. It was huge. It had a whole cinema room and a big backyard right onto the lake with like a deck and they had the, you know, the little kayaks and everything like that. And grandma and grandpa had rented the whole place out for everyone. Or I think maybe everyone pitched in, I don't know, but. No, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, we got to spend three days there, but it was grandma and grandpa, you know, just, they got a nice big room with, you know, like a beautiful bed yeah. and like decorations and everything like that. And then even in the living room area, nice big couch for them. And they just looked so content and they just have sitting down and they could go out onto the deck and sit down and, you know, just watch everyone and while they're in, while we're all in the backyard and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've just never seen anybody so just content to just be in the presence of their family. Like it was just. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, another thing that's funny is, is we had stayed at um, a big cottage well, in 2013 for grandpa's 90th birthday. And a couple days later, well, oh. at the end of that trip, I went into the hospital and then and then started my my procession to get Alvad Alvad Bivad transplant, and um, that was a cool weekend because I kind of got to see everybody before yeah. I went in and and had my own little uh, issue or two to deal with. But he was ninety, uh-huh. and Grandma was. Grandma would have been, say, 84 then, if I got that right. And uh, we were out walking and everything. Like, 90 years old. He was still golfing. Yeah. Like, I can remember people pissing and moaning and me saying, Hey, dude, my grandpa's like 87, 88, or 90 or whatever, and still golfs 18 holes a day. So quit your complaining and let's go. You know what I mean? It's probably why he was so healthy. Yeah, I would think so. Because. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. And yeah, I'm. I never really saw them. You know, they never had screens or anything like that, which helps quite a bit when you're. Comes here, sorry. Your um, your physical activity and stuff like that. So you just you're always out doing something. Yeah. Because there's nothing. And we're like, okay, let's go golfing, and there's nothing holding you back, and you. You know, get the gear that you need and everything like that, and you're just. You go out whenever you can. Yeah. The same with, you know, if you play soccer, every chance you get, you want to go and you want to, you know, juggle the ball or, you know, kick it at the net and stuff like that. It's like the, the same thing. Um, yeah, and they bowled, they played bridge. I know Uncle Bob used to take Grandpa up to see Grandpa's brother. His cousin, I forget. Sorry, guys. I know what my memory's brutal at best, but <laughs> but um, you know, it's it's just. I think it's a pretty good example of of you get somebody up into the the age of ninety six, forty six, whatever. But I mean, especially being ninety six, and certain things came up in in Grandpa's life that that, you know, changed or altered the way that his life was lived. And 
And in the end, you know, he was still, uh, he was still grandpa. You know what I mean? Like a solid guy, great attitude, lived life to the fullest. And I think that comes from hardship. You know, like, like the, the, it's the same way that I deal with things. This, well, not the same, but it, relatively speaking, um, hardships and, and all that sort of stuff, it, it changes your outlook coming out the back end. Mm-hmm. Again, to be able to slow life down. You know, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a pretty good talent. Even when life is flying, you know, uh, living in Alberta makes things a little easier too because there's a lot of people out here like, ah, hey, tomorrow. We'll get it tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, we'll uh, worry about this stuff today, but like, that's a tomorrow issue. Yeah. I hear, I hear that actually a lot from people. Is, that's a tomorrow issue. Like, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah it's like, it's, a, it's an actual saying. It's, mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, that's good. Like, um, anyway. They're, so, they're, they're a very good example of a very good way to live your life is how I see it. Like, yeah. it's, it's like if I want to, I want to live my life like they did. Yeah, I agree. And that is, that I think, yeah, that's the, the key. And this little pandemic that we're having. Um, might be able to help a few people out with that. I think it's going to bring some honesty in and some hardship. And I, I'm sorry, but I think everybody should have a hardship. And I, I know that, you know, well, we don't need a pandemic to do it. Well, I don't know. I think, I think it's gotten to the point where everyone thinks life is supposed to be some easy breezy walk and nothing's ever going to go wrong and then as soon as something does go wrong it's okay I immediately need to blame everybody else around me for all my problems which I have experienced firsthand is somebody makes a mistake and they find every reason to blame everyone around them like yeah people I've had certain people trying to pin their stuff on me and I'm like and it's it's a it's a thing where you need to have, um, how do I explain this? You need to have that experience in order to use it in the future. So when you go into the workforce and you're trying to, you know, make your way through, you know, get promotions and, you know, be good at your job and stuff like that, you need those life experiences. And it's gotten to a point where nobody has them anymore. It's just everything's just given to you pretty much or people expect it to be given to you and I think for if you you know um for grandma and grandpa example they had to they had to work really hard for what they yeah and they had to go through hardships and they had to go through you know really difficult situations in order to get what they wanted but they came out of it really really strong and were able to live their best life because they had had those experiences. So here's an interesting additive to that. When 